G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On Thursdays, we like to make it our regular routine catch-up with Family Voice Australia, one of those great organisations who are campaigning, lobbying in all sorts of different areas, the big issues facing our nation. Greg Bondar is the New South Wales and ACT State Director for Family Voice. Greg, a special welcome back to 2020. Uh, good morning, Neil, and, and, and pleased to be back. Uh, Greg, let's talk about this issue. We're going to be enlarging on a whole lot of dimensions uh, over the next 90 minutes or so. But you've got your own thoughts on the Queensland Premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk. Uh, last weekend, she's pledged to fast-track voluntary assisted dying laws. Uh, in other words, euthanasia. Uh, what are your thoughts on those developments? Yeah, thank, thank you, Neil. This is a really sad move. Now, I have to tell you, look, having worked for a former prime minister uh, and a minister in Canberra, uh, I'm, I'm pretty well up to date on strategy, but I think this is a disastrous move by Anastasia Palaszczuk. She's literally uh, dealt the political ace of spades to a lot of people, and I don't think that's going to help her at all. In point of fact, I think that she's going to alienate a lot of people, Neil, uh, in particular, when I look at the uh, the electorates up there in uh, Queensland, she's certainly going to uh, put offside the evangelical religious communities in areas like Mansfield and Brisbane Southside, uh, who are like who are more likely favouring palliative care than legalised killing, and and not to mention also that uh, uh, you know she has really, really just alienated people, and I think this is going to really backfire on her. I think she's being buoyed by the fact that in the ACT elections, unfortunately, the Labor Greens got back in last weekend. And she's probably saying, well, they got away with conversion therapy. They've got away with all these sort of sort of pro-abortion uh, type policies. Well, if it's good enough for them, it's going to be good enough for me. So I think it's a bad move on her part, uh, Neil. Well, as you say, it is very alienating, especially for a Christian community. And, uh, you know, she obviously, though, and uh, get your insights here because mm. of your political background, uh, you would know that all sorts of internal polling around parties uh, gives them some ideas about which sort of policy platform directions to take. They'd have their own polling, wouldn't they, suggesting that Queenslanders actually like the idea of euthanasia? Would, would that be the case? Look, there, there, there would be some internal polling, but one of the problems that Labor has is they refuse to accept uh, moral, ethical type issues as being a decider in elections. They'd rather go for the for, for the for the more you know welfare type uh, policies, and I think they've really made some bad polling if they have done it here because uh, they've not taken note. For example, the top aged care operator in Queensland um, has said Southern Care Southern Cross Care has said that they will close their uh, 11 aged care homes and five retirement villages if 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 uh, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk ends up legislating 
this particular voluntary assisted dying legislation. Not only that, the MARTA group of Catholic hospitals have also said that this is terrible, this is, we are not in favour of assisted dying laws. So where is their polling? Because this is going to be a backlash to them. And one of the things that I think governments fail to do is to say, no, we're going to try and only, only preach to our, 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 our sort of database of, of Labor followers. But hey, there are a lot of conservative mum and dads out there that are, that are pro-life and uh, they, need to be, they need to be factored into any election, I've got to tell you now. I caught a short interview with the Catholic Archbishop Mark Coleridge and uh, he was expressing his dismay, uh, making it very hard for him to remain non-partisan. As you know, these senior big denomination church leaders try to remain non-partisan in elections because they know that there are Christians on both sides of the political divide. But it makes it very hard for church leaders to remain non-partisan when you've got this sort of ethical dilemma that uh, on one side they say, yes, we're going to be pro-euthanasia. It's very divisive and uh, certainly for, for, you mentioned uh, Protestants earlier, but it's going to be the Catholic Church. Catholics are are, uh, vehemently uh, pro-life and uh, and they won't take this lightly either. No, well, as you would know, Neil, the Catholic bishops in Queensland have issued a pastoral letter warning against legislation of euthanasia in Queensland. In other words, they've written this letter that's public now, and and one of the things you've got to be careful of is that churches will get involved in politics. You know yourself, Romans 13, and and Matthew as well, that you follow, you pay Caesar what Caesar is due, only to the extent that it conflicts with your own faith, Neil. So this is why the churches are coming out. Uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk has ignored, alienated the mums and dads with conservative pro-life issues, and I think it'll backfire on her, and I'm praying it will back, back, backfire on her, because, interestingly enough, Neil, on, on next week, next Thursday night, we've got uh, a webinar that we're running on Queensland election, and we've got Robbie Catter, we've got a, a Christian chap from One Nation, so that'll be an interesting um, uh, webinar as well. But the point I'm trying to make here is that there are a lot of people out there that are not pro Anastasia Palaszczuk, and we need to make that fact known. Uh, Let's get your thought here for a moment because uh, the LNP opposition party that will be up for election just over a week away, uh, they don't seem to be all that staunch in their opposition to this. I I just note that the opposition leader, Deb Frecklington in Queensland, is, uh, you know, she's actually seeming not to take a position on this uh, with the, uh, the idea of, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think waiting for the Queensland Law Reform Commission. But, but, you know, opposition parties here, if they want a Christian vote, they need to actually uh, give them, uh, you know, pa- make part of their platform something that Christians can vote for. What are your thoughts around that? Absolutely right, Neil. And I've made this point many times on your show that, that, you know, Family Voice is here to inform the public and we're pro-Christian. So Deb Frecklington has done the same error as many others have done. She's sitting on the fence and if she keeps doing that, she's going to end up with splinters because you're not going to be able to get away with it. You need to show your hand and let the electorate know that you are pro-life you are for mums and dads, and, and, and in this regard, you know, show your hand, be upfront, be, be transparent. So she's, she's just as, um, you know, um, 
alienating in some ways as uh, as Anastasia Palaszczuk. Uh, Greg, just uh, just affirm here, because uh, as Christians we say we are transparent. There's something that you'll know about Christians. Uh, you'll know where they stand on big ethical issues like this. And so the idea of a government opening a door to uh, what we'd say is Christians' state-sanctioned killing, of course Christians are going to be against that because... Christians are pro-life. To be a Christian, to have thoughts on this, what are your thoughts uh, for those who are listening saying, what can we really, uh, you know, found our faith on when we're thinking through these big issues? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Neil, because I was just just doing some home study at the moment before I got onto your program, and I was looking at what does the Bible say about abortion, about uh, euthanasia and so forth and so on. And some interesting facts come up came out of that and we might share that another time but the point I think we need to make is that that you can't avoid the the social moral issues in a country where, where it is still predominantly now I have to tell you still predominantly a Christian based society uh, 52% of people still identified as being Christians in the last census in 2016 so we are still a Christian nation and we need to cater for those and we have to stop, uh, you know, appeasing this left-wing uh, pro-abortion type uh, movement out there because they really, really are not the mainstream thinking of Australians. And because we as Christians understand this concept that we have very clearly from a biblical foundation, we're created in the image and likeness of God. Yeah. And uh, all through uh, Scripture, we'll discover all sorts of pro-life imagery, even in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not murder. Uh, Mm. These sorts of things come under that. And so you can apply that to a whole lot of different uh, moral and ethical dilemmas, these issues that there are governments that are legislating against a biblical foundation. And so Mm. Christians are obviously going to be uh, up in arms around some of those things and perhaps not getting angry enough about it uh, in in order to actually act on their own convictions. What are your thoughts here, Greg, for... Christians, uh, we are Christians, we vote, we're assuming now that our governmental leaders think that because there is this sort of non-partisan approach that comes from Christian leaders, that the Christian constituency won't have some level of uh, assertiveness here. What are your thoughts for Christians and voting according to your Christian conscience? Well, in actual fact, our webinar next week is called How in God's Name Should I Vote? Uh, your Queensland, your decision. Look, you know, Neil, that, that my, my view on life is that you cannot separate church and state. We as Christians need to be, we as Christians need to be involved in the, in the daily activities of, 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 of politicians, of, of government, and we need to make sure that, um, that as we do this, Neil, in, in the public arena, that we let the governments know that we are open uh, to discussing the various issues that affect our daily lives. And I was just, you know, talking to some people about some, some abortion issues and uh, in particular euthanasia as well. Neil, we as Christians cannot sit back. We cannot ignore the fact that we need to be involved. Again, I look at Romans 13 and how should we engage with government. I view, the fa- I view Christians as being critical in the process of of electing people that represent our faith in Parliament. 
Uh, Greg, up until now, and uh, I think there's lots of anecdotal evidence that Christians are beginning to recognise the value of their vote. And and while we're not necessarily trying to organise a Christian block uh, in voting, uh, there's that encouragement, isn't there, to vote according to a Christian conscience. And if Christians recognised that there were a lot of other people that thought the same way that they do, that their vote will make a difference, uh, this, is, uh, this is something that needs to be... I guess talked about a little more often uh, the idea that that Christians actually could be the the kingmakers when it comes to elections. Oh, very much so. I remember when I was running as a candidate at the uh, at the Christian Democratic Party back in two sixteen um, uh, with Fred Nile. You know, uh, one of the points I made was that uh, I'm a Christian. I'm standing for these values, and and I polled over five percent in that particular electorate which allowed me then to be a kingmaker because my preferences went to the, to the next big candidate in terms of uh, social and moral policies, and that was uh, David Coleman from the, uh, the Liberal Party, who's now a minister as well. Uh, interestingly here, preferential voting, and there'll be all sorts of parties that'll be on those ballot forms, and uh, some of those will be pro-life and some of those will be pro-death. Uh, is that a valid way to think about uh, making a, a differentiation between parties while you're putting your preferential number in those squares? Uh, you know, I guess you've got to do a bit of research for that to happen. You've got research on your site uh, at uh, at familyvoice.org.au. Mm. Uh, do you explore those sorts of things with candidates? Uh, absolutely. Uh, as I said, we write to every candidate in the ACT. We're writing to every candidate here in Queensland. But not only that, we do have how to vote wisely document which is available on our website neil i think people is people in particular christians need to be very careful on how they vote they need to vote according to their conscience their biblical faith according to their to 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 their belief and if you're a bible believing christian you can only vote one particular way and that is according to what god tells you so i'm very very strict on this personally um my faith is more important to me than appeasing government. So, um, you know, vote accordingly, Neil. Well, there are not many opportunities when we ordinary Christians have an opportunity to influence the outcomes. But when it comes to an election and an upcoming Mm. state election in Queensland, uh, recognising the value of your vote is very, very important. Uh, Greg Bondi, let's uh, draw a line under our conversation today. There's lots of issues we could have discussed today, but look, I really appreciate your thoughts, your insights into uh, these ideas of Christians and voting and governments and a state election that's coming up in Queensland just over a week away. Let me point people to the Family Voice Australia website, familyvoice.org.au. And uh, there's always good resources that you'll find on the Family Voice website. Also, the webinars that Greg has been talking about, webinars that are opening up some of the big ethical issues around uh, things that are facing our nation right now. So familyvoice.org.au. And uh, Greg Bondar is the uh, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 